Guys, I want to let you guys in on a little secret on Maryland's Eastern Shore. Webb Johnson, Quaker Neck Outfitters, and Gun Club. These guys are top-notch when it comes to killing whitetails, doves, and waterfowl of any species. These guys tear up birds in flooded impoundments on creeks, ponds, rivers, you know, the bay. These guys are doing it all, and they're doing it really well. They aren't a guide who baits a, a hole with corn. They just flood a cornfield and hunt it. Um, you can go down there right here in Maryland, and you can have a flooded cornfield hunt. How cool is that? There's been a lot of pintails around. How about a black duck? How about a teal? Anything you want, really, guys. Hey, it the sky's the limit over there. Pip lines, A-frames. Check them out. QuakerNeckGunClub.com. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, Dependable Dog Services, LLC, is a duo of dog trainers who have spent years in the trade, and now they are their own company. They are helping people uh, have better relationships with their dogs now. If your dog is an issue, it's a bit of a problem, child. No matter what the issue, these folks can help you with it. Um, you get a puppy, you want to make sure it's trained up right. These folks can help you with it. Dependable Dog Services, uh, dependabledogservices.com. Give them a call at 240-707-0422. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Hey, you guys, Mike here. Solo today. I want to let everybody know what I got going on this spring and what's to come um, with Mountain and Marsh. So we are a couple years into having the Mountain and Marsh podcast. Um, just kind of want to let everybody know where we stand, what's going on, and and kind of do a preface for spring. Um, so... Uh, Mountain and Marsh. I mean, I'm so glad everyone has uh, has stuck around as long as they have. The amount of people who have listened to the podcast. And uh, I just feel very blessed to know that so many people give a shit that they want to um, listen to the podcast and, uh, you know, learn. Yeah, The reason I started this podcast was for fun, really. Um, and it's the reason I still do it. Uh, we have our own businesses. 
uh, Junk Clear LLC and uh, JC Estate Prep Services. Uh, we do two different things, real estate preparation, estates, um, anything from clean outs, deep cleans, all the way down to landscaping, remodels, renovations, repairs, painting, uh, tree work, demo work, uh, mold remediation, you name it, we do it. We do it all, guys. Uh, gutter cleaning, power washing, the whole thing. That way, we are a one-stop shop. If you know a realtor, you let them know. You let them know. Mike Beecham from Mountain Marsh said, hit me up. Um, and uh, Mountain Marsh has been great. And so far, you know, I, I've had so much support. And, and there's a lot of people who stuck around, listen to it all the time. And, and I'm appreciative of that. Um, you know, we have plenty of guests on. I, I do a lot. I do a lot of work to keep the podcast going. Um, the only thing I ask is for people to just subscribe to the podcast and um, leave a good word, you know, when available and let people know about it. Because, um, you know, other than working with some local uh, organizations and and companies and things like that, and kind of putting people on the map the best I can, um, I don't, I, I'm not looking to make money off of this. I just enjoy doing it. Um, you know, my, my wife and I have had the conversation that our, our two businesses that we run are, um, are a lot of work. That's how we pay our bills. And, you know, we've, we've had the conversation, you know, is mountain and Mars something that is going to have to take a back seat. And, uh, I said, yeah, fuck it. I'm not leaving. Fuck it. Wolf of wall street. And, uh, so we're going to, we're going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep reaching out to people, uh, lining up guests and, uh, helping you guys learn the best possible way that I know how, um, through this podcast. And, and I get to learn, you guys get to learn. And, um, that's what it's all about. Just becoming a better woodsman, outdoorsman, um, advocate for the outdoor community, for hunters, for fishermen, um, things like that. And I'm, and I'm very proud of, of the work that I've done so far and, and the people I've helped along the way and things like that. Um, any way I can help people out. That's, that's how I want to do it, man. I just, I'm here to help people. I'm here to learn. Um, I'm here to hunt and fish. And, and so that's what I do. It's what I really enjoy doing. Um, so this spring, um, you know, every turkey season, I kind of, I kind of, set it up to where it, mentally I think turkey season is the end of your license year. You know, your license you buy in August covers you through the next turkey season in spring. But I don't think of it that way. Um, honestly, ducks, you know, deer season, duck season and shooting ducks and geese and hunting whitetails so hard from uh, I'm not a real big early season guy. I don't like when it's real warm, plus work's still popping. But after that, I am normally full bore from, you know, beginning of August through early duck season and, and deer season. I'm full bore all the way until the end of January when duck season goes out. I'm not even a big late season goose guy. I was when I was younger. That's when we did most of our damage. Um now I don't much anymore. I do here and there when I get the opportunity, but I don't much anymore. Honestly, um, you know, the end of duck season, because I've hunted so hard for so long, is when mentally I kind of just check out for a little bit. I get my bearings, clean everything up, and reset. 
So I th- always think of, you know, springtime as the beginning of the new hunting year, in, in my opinion. Um, and I do turkey hunt a lot, but I just, you know, turkey hunting is like the, be- it starts to get warmer. It's like the beginning of the new year for me, the new hunting year um, for me. And so yeah, turkey season, uh, everybody who knows me knows that I love turkey hunting. I enjoy it very thoroughly. Uh, it's one of my favorite things in the world. And um, probably my favorite uh, animal to chase is turkeys um, because I can get up and move and go and and try to outwit them, outsmart them, outmaneuver them uh, in so many different ways. It's why I deer hunt off the ground. So I just, I enjoy that type. It's why I enjoy floating rivers for ducks and things like that. It's just um, something I really do enjoy very thoroughly. Um, And that being said, um, you know, I hope everybody's getting ramped up, uh, you know, excited for turkey season. I I already, I already am very excited for turkey season. Um, My son, Waylon is, uh, he'll be three and nine months ish around then when we're turkey hunting and he's been begging me all the time. Hey, can we go turkey hunting? You know, I, I took him last year when he was two and, um, it was just more fun than it was, you know, to kill turkeys. I, we, we got on a bird, but it hung up and I couldn't chase it cause he was with me, but that, that happens and it's okay. You know, this year I'm going to get to take Waylon with me, um, a lot more and, and that's going to be very exciting for me and, uh, just get out there and get after it, you know? And, uh, like I said, one of my favorite times of year, uh, we're coming into saltwater fishing season. My dad does a lot of saltwater fishing and I get to go along with him some, and I enjoy that a lot. And as a lot of people know, we hunt, uh, turkey hunt in Pennsylvania, Maryland, and Virginia. So I'll be anywhere from Michaud state forest in Pennsylvania to, uh, Green Ridge State Park in, in Maryland and Warrior Mountain and also down on George Washington National Forest in Virginia. We'll also be on the eastern shore of Virginia, maybe eastern shore of Maryland. Um, and I j- just spend a lot of time out, the, out you know, chasing them. And even if I don't get one, you know, I'm not a guy who shoots jakes. So I have, I have let more birds walk. Um, in the last 10 years than most guys have been within shooting range of. And I'm not shit talking. I'm just saying like, that's the amount of Jake's I've let go. Um, someone private and someone on public is pretty astounding just because, you know, my father and I decided not to, um, it's kind of our thing. We don't, I enjoy the chase and the calling and the outsmarting just as much as I enjoy the shooting. So, um, for me, man, if I have a real good, a real good hunt and I can call a bird in or I can get close to a bird, that makes me you know, just as happy as shooting one. I don't need to take cute pictures on the back of my truck to impress people. You know, I, I, uh, I just enjoy being out there and that's what it all should be about. Um, but people who really truly love turkey hunting understand that already anyway. Um, so this year, this year I'm, I, I do a lot of running gun and, um, Higdon came out with a new decoy. It's a silhouette, realistic silhouette hen decoy. Um, normally I don't carry a decoy with me because the ones that are lightweight, they're chintzy and the paint peels off and they suck. And the ones that are these new style 
heavier, like the Avian X's and DSDs and things. These heavier decoys, the bulkier decoys, they're not for me. Um, but this silhouette, I can throw that right in my backpack or strap it to me, uh, maybe put an orange vest over it and strap it to my back. And just as easy as that, I can be out in the woods. And normally I hunt with a chest rig. I just carry a pot call, a striker, my phone in my wallet, and um, you know, a couple extra shells in that chest rig pouch. And that's all I run. Literally, that's it. I carry my gun and have a chest rig on and I call and I use landscape features to hide me uh, so that birds have to come find me if they want to, you know, if they want to come after me, they got to come find me in the mountain, um, which is where I'm hunting a lot or, or in dense thickets. Um, you can trick a lot of birds that way and not use decoys. I think a lot of guys get hung up on the, uh, the idea of needing to take a decoy. I did for, I've, I've turkey hunted since I was 10 or 11. Um, and I, until I was like 27, 28 thought that I needed a decoy. And I didn't, it was just something I told myself. Um, is it nice having that tool? Absolutely. But for me, it's not worth giving up the weight distribution for, um, it's not worth giving up the extra weight for, you know, the possibility of needing one in a, in a dense marsh, in a thicket or in the mountain, um, there's plenty of gutters, ravines. You can work birds um, many different ways, uh, hang up in grapevine or whatever. You you can work birds so many different ways without visually working birds. And, um, you know, so that, that's why that's why I do that. That's why I, I am the way I am um, because I've just learned over the years it's not necessary. I've tricked some birds without them, you know, so not, not completely necessary. Um, but. Anyway, it, you know, this year is going to be a good year. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to take my son out a bit. Um, I'll probably go out a little bit by myself as well and chase him around. And and it's it's been a few years since I got one. Just just because, as I said, I put myself in many positions to kill birds, and they're very often jakes. Um, uh, it just is what it is. It's the population of birds that we have around. Um, they are... It's not as strong as it was when I was maybe 15 to 20, but, um, but there's still a good bit around. And, and I, I believe that I could, I could get a bird this year. Uh, I, I think I, I think I will. I think I'm going to get one this year. I, I got a good feeling. Uh, it's been a good year for me. I had, I had a really stellar year this year throughout hunting season. And, um, you know, this spring, hopefully I can capitalize on a, on a nice time this year. It's been a while. Um, and then fishing season's right around the corner. We do a lot of flounder fishing and stuff like that. Um, I think flounder's the best eating fish. Therefore, that's what I enjoy uh, fishing for. I I think it's fun chasing flounder. You know, I, I don't think that it's, um, it's bottom fishing and it's drift fishing. And so a lot of people kind of frown upon it because it's not as active as, you know, say tuna fishing, mahi fishing, or uh, even, you know, drum fishing, uh, different tactics there. Um, but I, but you know, flat, there's a lot of guys, man, there's a lot of guys down around Shinkatega, my parents' places that they are die hard for it. You know, my, my dad loves it. He, he's ate, ate up with it and I, I really enjoy it too.
And that being said, uh, it's almost uh, it's almost crab season as well. That's coming up quick, and um, I know a lot of guys enjoy crabbing around here as well. Um, crabbing's coming up. That's a big deal around here. Um, people start getting out and getting some crabs and stuff. Um, so that's pretty cool. I mean, that, that's the gist of, uh, that's the gist of that. Um, I'm recording this on the 26th of February. Um, and as of now, man, we got a couple really cool guests coming up. Um, we got Webb Johnson with Quaker Neck Outfitters. Um, I also have a lady coming on to talk about, uh, foraging and mushroom hunting right here before spring. Uh, you know, I didn't even touch on that. Um, that's another thing I really love. Um, obviously there's shed hunting. I don't, I'm not someone who goes out of my way to directly look for sheds. Normally when I do that on my private land pieces is when I'm turkey hunting. That's when I'm moving through some thicker areas, denser areas, some bedding areas along fields. And that's when I'm finding my sheds. I'm not really looking for them um, until then because I only have so much time and uh, I spend an obnoxious amount of time chasing deer and ducks and geese um, from October 1st until January 31st. Um, So because of that, I try not to, I try to give my wife some time and and uh, take some pressure off her and then try to focus on the business, the, the, this year's growth and things like that during the February, March times of year. I don't go out and do a lot of shed hunting. Um, I might take my son out once or twice, uh, but that's about it. And so the real, the real time I get to do some shed hunting is turkey season and then also uh, foraging. Um, and f- foraging... There aren't many hunters local to us, Pennsylvania and Maryland in, you know, I'm, I'm in Gettysburg. I'm right above central Maryland. I'm in South central Pennsylvania. We aren't, we aren't actually directly in the mountain. There aren't a lot of people around us who are diehard deer hunters and, or, or duck hunters or whatever, and also love to forage, love to uh, look for morels, look for oysters. And even the guys down in the mountains in Virginia who they would probably shoot you over a, a patch of morels. Those guys only look for morels. They don't, they don't get, they don't go after any other thing. Maybe, maybe some of them are, uh, are looking for ramps, but other than that, I mean, the, these guys really aren't They're They're looking for morels. That's what they like. And that's what they're going after. Um, and, and they, uh, there aren't, there aren't that many people around here like that. Really, there aren't. Um, because there's not that many around, like directly around us, you kind of got to travel a little bit um, to find some large patches, get up in the mountain, you know, get on a south-facing slope, you know, say April 15th and try your luck. You know what I mean? Somewhere like that. But there aren't many people around here that do it. Um, but it's something that I think more people should be aware of. Um, I I've been deer hunting in early season and came across big old, uh, lion's mane mushrooms. And I've been turkey hunting mid to late turkey season and come across or even early now, nowadays with the global warming and all that stuff, we're getting, uh, morels really early. 
Um, so we'll have morels um, in turkey season. I'm looking for morels. I'm looking for uh, oysters, pheasant back mushrooms. Um, early fall, uh, we can get into the uh, the shrimp of the woods. You can you can find. Um, I think they're butter mushroom. I can't. Anyway, they're a yellow mushroom, and if I seen it, I'd eat it. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's plenty of mushrooms around, and uh, plenty of things you can forage, and uh, you know, wild garlic, and and just things that are simple like that. They might grow right on the edge of your yard, in the edge of the woods, or or whatever. Um, I go out here in my backyard that time of year, and uh, you know, early or late spring, early summer. And you can pick wild garlic and cut it up and use it in recipes. And it's, it grows so plentiful, but if you didn't know what you were looking for, you would just bypass it. It it grows everywhere. Like it even grows in some people's yards. Um, it, it grows on the edge of my yard. A couple of shoots will come up in the yard normally and in the edge of the woods and stuff. And uh, yes, yeah, so but you know, you find things everywhere. So I'm going to have someone on who, who does foraging and, um, and mushroom hunting and, and who's a professor in this stuff and really knows the ins and outs and the intricacies. And so I just want to spread some knowledge that way. Uh, but as I said before, at the beginning of the podcast here, uh, guys, I'm going to keep doing it. We're going to, um, you know, I'm going to keep filling the slots and we're going to keep having good guests and, um, I'm uh and I'm excited for for what the future holds because honestly I'm not I'm not in this to make a bunch of money. I'm in this uh because I enjoy doing it. I enjoy the people that I get to sit down with and talk about the outdoors uh with. I enjoy um going to events, meeting people who have listened to the podcast or who I've talked to on the podcast. Um I enjoy the opportunities that come up for me because of the podcast, uh, getting to hunt and fish with, with different people and, uh, meet new people that are like-minded. So that's all really great guys. And if anybody has any subjects they would like covered, um, there's anything that they have been confused about or would like to learn about, reach out to me and let me know. I'll try to get some on the podcast for it. Um, because honestly, guys, I do that all the time. If there's something that's has been, uh, sparking my interest recently and I, I just don't know about it i just reach out see if i can have somebody on the podcast and and we're gonna talk uh web's gonna be on next next uh we're gonna record next week he'll be two weeks from now uh in the in march and what's really cool about that is that guy is also at the forefront of trying to change busted legisla- legislation right here you know right in maryland um, and I, everybody knows me, knows I, you know, I hunt the Chesapeake Bay, um, and the legislate, the bird numbers and uh, the way that they, um, mediate, you know, regulations and, and, uh, they check bird number. He's been, he's been fighting this because it's actually a lot of it's BS or a lot of it. Um, you know, a lot of numbers might be taken a week before a cold front and then, half of the birds north of us show up. And so there's, there's these really weird, um, 
you know, bird limit numbers being put in place that don't actually correlate with uh, with what we have going on locally. So he's he's at the forefront of that. You know, he I talked to him on the phone the other day. He was literally headed to Annapolis to speak with someone about you know what he believes is bullshit legislation. Um, so. You know, I got some real cool guests coming on and, and we're going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep getting new guests. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed the the podcast with Jason Lebo. And if you guys, um, if you guys like that podcast, check out camo space. He had talked about it on the pod. Um, it's an outdoor app. It's a hunting app, um, fishing app, whatever, foraging, anything outdoors, anybody who is, um, connected to the outdoors to hunting, Check out Cambo Space, guys. Really cool app. I've been using it a bit. And um, it's just nice to be able to reach out and and speak with uh, other very like-minded people who want to help hunters and not hinder hunters uh, with rules, le- uh, laws, regulations, things like that. So check them out, guys. Thanks for listening today. Obviously, this is a little bit shorter podcast, um, but next the next couple of podcasts are going to be bangers. Um, I'm actually leaving for San Antonio uh, on this coming Thursday morning. So I was kind of cramming everything in right now. And I decided not to try to reach out to anybody um, that I had on retainer. And I was just going to do this myself and uh, have a little podcast here. Kind of let everybody know what's going on. Thank you guys so much for listening. Support us however you can. Talk to y'all later. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Mike. Hey, I want to let you guys know real quick. My wife and I own JC Estate Prep Services as well as Junk Clear. Um, What we do is full scale, top to bottom, everything. Everything from cleanouts and deep cleaning and landscaping and renovations, uh, repairs, uh, mold remediation, uh, tree work, like demo. We'll do anything in the home to get the home prepped for real estate. We also do the same stuff outside of a real estate situation. If you need it, uh, we do moving, we do storing, um, estate situations, grandma or grandpa just passed and you guys need someone to take care of all the headaches that go along with it. Uh, how about an estate sale? I got a connection. Uh, we'll help you guys through the entire thing. Storage everything. So rental resets, real estate preparation, and estate situations, estate sales. You need to get everything done. Look, everybody leads their own lives. How about this? How about instead of cramming all this stuff in, you let us take care of it for you. And oh yeah, we'll get paid. We accept payment on the back end at closing. Um, we do like to get paid up front like every, anybody else, but we will accept payment at closing. Um, we can, we can put anything in a contract guys. We do everything. We have vendor lists, subs, the whole thing. Um, so reach out, let us know if you guys know any realtors, Hey, do your buddy Mike here a solid reach out. Tell them about us. Uh, tell them about what we do. What we're doing is really cool. It's been kick ass. I'm not even going to lie. Like the people that we work with are mind blown at how fast we can get this stuff done and how quickly they can then get the house sold and how much more money they can then make. It's pretty tits. And, uh, we all, everybody wins. 
Okay, everybody wins in the situation. You get more money. Realtor gets more money. We get paid. Everybody's happy. I get to feed my kids. You get to sell a home and make hundred and some thousand dollars, three hundred, whatever, whatever, whatever. You get to make all that money. Okay, quickly and efficiently. Um, reach out to your realtor friends. Let them know about us. I appreciate you. Thanks.